Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. And we're live. It's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. Thank you for tuning in and joining me with my special guest today, Ms. Heather. She is joining me, just a rock star. Okay. Oh. And really and truly you are. And it takes a special kind of person to do what you do. And um, so tell me, I'm just going to let you take it away. And by the way, before we get started, if anybody would like to know more about her, I do have her information in the comment section. She does have a Facebook group, which I will send a link to that a little bit later. We'll try and get that in. But I'm going to let you take it away. So what is it you do? Because it takes a, a lot it takes a special calling or, you know, just a tugging on your heart. Uh, I know I did to serve others in the capacity in the way that you do, because what we do is not that warm, fuzzy, hey, joking all the time thing. It's really touches your spirit. It can really, um, even afterwards, after you're done with somebody um, helping them, it could really stay with you and be triggering. So Sure. I'll let you take it away. Go ahead, Miss Heather. So um, I think in my like description that I sent to you, I I said something along the lines of once the light started going on for me, I wanted to just go through the house and flip every switch for all the women that were still consumed in darkness. And um, I don't share a whole lot publicly the details um, of my story um, for, for personal reasons. But I can say that, um, see, I have a, do I have an echo? Because I don't have no, headphones. No. You're, no, you're coming over fine. Okay, I'm hearing it. So I'll just have to like, like not pay attention to that. Okay. So for personal reasons, I don't share a lot of the details of my life, but I do say broadly that I have experienced all forms of abuse during childhood and adulthood. So I've lived it, I've walked it. And um, probably about six years ago, I started getting free. And so now I just want to go back into the fire and help pull out women who are still, still there. Awesome. Awesome. Now, what did that look like for you, for you to make that decision? Yeah. So for me, it has been a very deliberate focusing on my healing. And as I was learning things, I realized that the knowledge I was gleaning was not just for me that it was for just countless women that either I already knew or that I would come to know. So I had to begin with a journey of physical healing. And um, I was just laid out with chronic illness and could not function as a mother, um, as a volunteer, as an employee. I couldn't do anything for myself. And so I had to start focusing on my physical healing. And then that morphed into mental, emotional healing and spiritual healing. And as I was sitting and learning and reading and listening to all these amazing people, the faces of women were coming to mind. And I just decided to start a Facebook group where I could start funneling and sending all this information to help other women. And so we have created community. We're almost to 2000 members and it just get to have conversations and interactions every single day with survivors. 
Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And we did do the, I actually just completed the Give Her Wings program. And I understand that you were involved in that as well. That was such a catalyst. Yes. That is really where I was like a sponge. I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, yes. um, just absorbing all these amazing authors, leaders, speakers, mentors, advocates, all these people with all this knowledge. And I would listen to the lesson and then I'd go find their Facebook page or their website, I'd reach out to them, create a podcast, started interviewing them. And that's really essentially how the group Held and Healed came to be, because I just wanted to introduce all my people to these people. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So what did that healing journey look like for you? Because I, I got to be honest, I was a hot mess. Many times there wasn't um, too many times when I wasn't like on my knees praying to God or, you know, it was really deep. It was really wounding. Um, and then there sometimes were some funny moments where looking back at memories for me, it was so ridiculous arguments or whatever that situation was. But what did that look like for you? Well, I think some of the first things that just really like stuck, stood out to me, especially with Give Her Wings, is like one of the very first light bulb moments was if you are in a destructive relationship, so we, we defined what a difficult relationship and a disappointing relationship were. But if you're in a destructive or an abusive relationship, that couples counseling is a big fat no. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I didn't know that. Right. And so many people don't know that. And churches put the abuser and the victim together. And counselors put the abuser and the victim together. Yes, ma'am. And it's just, just that little nugget. I was like, the whole world needs to know this. Right. Um, defining, you know, disappointing and um, difficult relationships versus destructive. Like that was so clarifying, so validating. Starting to explore, you know, the destructive patterns and the um, patterns and systems of abuse and looking at the Duluth power and control wheel, like light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb. And for me, I think because of where I was, it was mostly validating, mostly validating. Um, I'm sure there were triggers. I'm sure there were moments, but for me, it was just like, Oh my gosh, somebody gets it. <laughs> and I felt seen and I felt heard. And I felt like I didn't have to prove for the first time in my life. I didn't have to prove to someone this crazy life that I had been living. Yes. And I get that. I get that. It was like, Oh, so it's not in my mind. It was this or it was that. It made total sense. Things started to fall into place. I, I uh, light bulbs, like you said, definitely light bulb moments. And you didn't heal right away. It didn't happen overnight. And how are you still on that healing path? Absolutely. So the name of the group was chosen intentionally. It's held and healed. So held, my story is that held is what I feel I have always been. I feel like I have always felt held by God that I have been aware of his presence, even in spite of horrific things that have happened. So held is where I've been and healed is where I will be when I meet him face to face. And everything here in the middle is what we're living. So I don't say that I am fully healed because until we are in the perfection of heaven, I don't know that anyone could say that. Mm -hmm. But it is a journey. And um, we have moments where we are stronger. We have moments where we are able. And then we have moments where we're weeping mess on the floor. 
Yes, ma'am. And I'm very real with my community of ladies about that. When I have hard days, I tell them I'm having a hard day because I never, ever, ever, ever want to give this illusion that I have arrived or that my healing has arrived because that would be dishonest. And I don't, I don't live there. True. I don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I, I think we need to have that, those moments of vulnerability and, um, just to be genuine in that healing. I think yeah. People, I think people need that. I don't think that right. we need leadership that acts like everything is peachy keen. I, I right. respect leaders who are honest with me about hard things. And so I want to be that type of person. Oh, that's beautiful. Now I do have to ask you a tough question because I know your faith is important to you as myself. How, let's talk about forgiveness. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just a little thing. <laughs> I still struggle with this. Is that, yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your opinion about forgiveness? I'm not going, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into your story sure. there or how you feel, yeah. but what do you think about forgiveness? For me, I know sometimes I give it to the Lord, but then I snatch it on back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know I struggle with this. Well, forgiveness is not mostly not what we've been taught it is. So this is one of those topics that I have had to pretty much unlearn and I am in the process of relearning. Um, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not allowing someone access to continue hurting you over and over again. Right. And so I actually think we don't really fully understand that word. And so what I like to do is use the word release. Oh, I like that. Because I don't feel that I fully understand biblical forgiveness. And so until I have done a deeper dive, I'm just going to use the word release. And like Jesus on the cross, when he released the two thieves into God's care, I am going to release my offenders into God's care. Because there is a really amazing series that Jimmy Hinton has done on his podcast. It's called the Speaking Out on Sex Abuse podcast. Ooh. And episodes 34 through 37, he actually explains what biblical forgiveness is. Oh, I have to. It is powerful and it's not like any other series you've ever heard on forgiveness. Okay. And he says that biblically forgiveness does require something on the part of the offender. And we have not really heard a lot of sermons about that. No, no, ma'am. But think about the passage that says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Say, and if Jesus, if God requires that, then why would he ask mere mortals to just forgive without that? It makes right. no sense. So can we release people into God's care and say, God, you, you deal with them? Yes. But I don't know without confession. Right. I'm asking that question and I've been asking that question for years and I've been laughed at by spiritual leaders. Um, but if God requires that, right. then why, why wouldn't we? So um, it's more of an act of justice that requires something on the part of the offender. But at the same time, we don't want to be carrying things around. We don't want to be reliving things any more than we have to. We don't want to hold things against people and use it to manipulate or control them. But I just like to think of it as a releasing oh. and handing, handing it over to God to deal with, because I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Here. 
that is huge. And I don't yeah. pretend for one moment to fully grasp um, what true biblical reconciliation, I mean, true biblical forgiveness is, but Jimmy's play, um, his podcast is a great place to begin digging. And okay. it's, it's something that I really want to understand. Um, not, not based on what men have taught me in pulpits, but based on what does God's word actually say. And I like that you bring up the church about this because in our church, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of wounded. There is yes. a lot of twisting of the scripture yes. in order to yes. fit sometimes our abusers. Yeah, and absolutely. What have you experienced a lot of that from? Well, when, when forgiveness is, when forgiveness is presented before safety is presented, that's a huge red flag. Yes. So I have heard multiple women tell me the story of finding out about their husband's serial affairs and within 24 hours sitting in front of a spiritual leader who's saying, have you forgiven him? Mm. 24 hours later. Okay. That is ignorant. It is unsafe. It's unwise. Like, why do we do that to people? He hasn't even necessarily asked for forgiveness. She has not in any way, shape, or form grasped the gravity of what he has just confessed. She doesn't probably even know that adultery is a form of sexual abuse, which is something new to me. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many things that happen, need to happen before we ever use the other F word, forgiveness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it is so weaponized against survivors. And, and you know, it's funny, all the responsibility on the survivor instead of the abuser. And it's funny you mentioned that because I had just myself, I had seen a man that looked like someone similar um, that I remembered from the past mm -hmm. that had dealings with my husband and I, my then husband and I, and that was very triggering for me. And I, just as I was mowing, it brought back a flood of memories of other things where I didn't realize that I was sexually assaulted on two different occasions. I, I just, I don't know what I, it must be just seeing that man yesterday and wow. um, thinking of him and it brought back a flood of memories mm. and it's just like, wow. Wow. I, and it gave me and pause. That's, that's an example. Like this stuff can just come out of nowhere. Right. Right. You did not wake up yesterday and say, I would love to be triggered and I would love to replay no. horrific memories, but yeah. that's your body. And I'm starting to dig deeper into understanding how the body retains the stuff. That's your body remembering. And that was over 13, 14 years ago. So wow. it wasn't like yesterday. It was, wow. this happens, you know, even with me, it, it happens. And yeah, of course, absolutely. these things aren't like they were. They were in front of my face one after another when I first started leaving. When I first started on my journey, when I left him, it, it seemed like everywhere I turned, I was triggered. I don't know about yourself, but I didn't know what triggering was. Yeah. Um, the, just realizing that I was being abused was triggering. And so you had those light bulb moments where was it um, frustrating for you? Was it... Uh, just like eye-opening? How did that look to you? I think mostly, mostly light bulb moments have just been extremely um, enlightening. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's, there are triggers here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but mostly just 
having truth, you know, and God's word says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I, I have found a lot of freedom in truth. I mean, yes, there are moments, there are days that it will just hit, hit me like a wave and, you know, the grieving, we talk about healthy grieving a lot in our group and you really cannot heal until you allow yourself to lament and to grieve. And there are some healthier ways to go about that. Um, are you familiar with Adam Young's podcast, The Place We Find Ourselves? Yes. 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 So I, in our group, I actually have just suggested places to begin. And it's not something you want to binge because it's like a therapy session. Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to write <laughs> that down. So that's good. It Adam is Young. so, okay. it is so precious and gentle. But at the same time, I do not recommend binging because it's going okay. to bring things up, especially from childhood. Okay. And he just explains how um, the formation, you know, our attachments or lack thereof in infancy and childhood and how we carry that. He was actually trained under Dan Allender with the Allender Center. Oh, really? So okay. if you're familiar with him and just a beautiful, just, oh my gosh, so much wisdom. But inside the group, I give suggestions of which episodes to listen to first. Okay. And I believe it's episodes 24 through 26 where they talk about how healing happens and begins and how we have to allow ourselves to grieve. And what was um, the name of the other podcast again? I just kind of. Adams or Dan's. Dan. Um, the place, Dan Allender is the Allender Center. Okay. And then Adam Young was um, trained under him and his is called The Place We Find Ourselves. Excellent resource. Excellent. But I also recommend that you have a trauma abuse informed counselor that you can process the episodes with. And even just referring them, they're going to learn. Right. And they do such, both of those podcasts do such a beautiful job of balancing biblical solid foundations with the brain-body connection. Oh, and that's so important. It's it really so is. rare to find resources like that. Right. And so they acknowledge the truth of God's word, the truth of who God is, and the foundation of his word, but then they also give value to this is a physical thing that happens to your, your body, your mind, your spirit. Instead of just go pray about it, just go read some Bible verses. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that. It's kind of like when I asked my pastor to help my my then husband and I, hey, you know, can you help us? I'm really scared. And so I'm like, we'll pray for you. You know, you know, you know pray what the Bible more. says about abuse or um, about divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Pray more, read more Bible verses, nag less, submit more, give sex more. Guess what? Right. None of that works. Yeah. Nope. No, yeah. man, when you doesn't. have, when you're dealing with an abuser, that stuff doesn't, it just enables them to keep abusing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Wow. That's some power. So what is it you do yourself? Because we have your so heatherelizabeth.org. Yes. So if you go to my website, it is, um, it is a humble site. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I have ideas and I can write and I can create content all day long. I am not technically skilled. And so God is going to open doors and provide for me to be able to hire a virtual assistant very soon. Amen. Yes. <laughs> that is going to happen. That is going to happen because that is not my lane. But anyway, if you do go to heatherelizabeth.org, you can find along the top all the different offerings that I have currently. So that will give you the link to the group um, on Facebook. That will link you to my blog, my podcast. I have a summit that we recorded back in March. And awesome. that is actually very much geared towards any type of people helper. 
So let's say that you are a counselor or you are a coach or you're a spiritual leader or you're a lay person in the church. You realize that abuse is happening around you, but you have no idea what to do about it. Right. Or maybe you thought you knew what to do it, you know, do about it. And then you're realizing "Mm -mm, what I've been doing is not working. So we expose over 10 hours of content, which is amazing from some of the best of the best. Um, and That's if I try awesome. to do this off the top, if I do this off the top of my head, I will forget somebody. So let me just pull it up quickly because I hate to leave anybody out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just hate when I get to the end of the list and I've forgotten one person and it's not because I don't love them. It's just because of my brain. <laughs> so um, the ones that we have currently recorded, we have Sarah McDougall. Awesome. And Joy Forrest and Gretchen Baskerville, Clara Hinton, myself, Dale and Faith Ingram, Cindy Burrell, and Rebecca Davis. Those are all already recorded. And then two other speakers had family emergencies the week of the summit. So we're going to go back later and get content from Patrick Weaver and Neil Shorey. And so, yeah, so what we present in that summit is the reality, the statistics, okay, of abuse. We present survivor stories and then solutions for addressing abuse within specifically faith communities. Okay. So that is a great resource, a jumping off. If someone just really wants to learn from some of the best of the best, then they can go follow up with the resources and learn more. So it's just a scratch the surface. Here's the situation. Now, what are you going to do with it? I also have a link for a retreat for women who are um, near me geographically. I'm in Virginia. So we do a retreat in the fall. And I also offer group coaching. We specifically focus on boundaries. Yay. Who doesn't need those? And then we also have a group that focuses on 12 truths. So these are basically 12 things that I wish I had known then. Mm. that I now know Ooh. and I want other women to know. Powerful, very baseline things, but they're so impactful. And um, I also just launched the pre-sale of a course that is helping women to learn ways to rebuild financially after abuse. Oh my gosh, that is so important. Yes, yes because yes. so many of us were stay-at-home homeschool mamas, no degree, no resume. Um, we were very much trapped financially. And a lot of us are dealing with chronic health issues. So working a nine to five job is not feasible. So I'm just going to pull, um, share some of the things that I've learned and then pull from some of the people that I've learned from along the way. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because I know personally, you know, just my credit was trashed after mm-hmm. leaving um, just because of the things I had to take credit cards out. I had to take loans out mm-hmm. in my yes. name. And yeah, my credit was horrible. Two bankruptcies, a mm-hmm. foreclosure. Yes. So I, I feel that. <laughs> I do. I feel it's, that. It's, it's real. And it, it is one of the main reasons that women stay you know, in dangerous situations because they really don't know how they are going to survive financially. Exactly. Exactly. And that was even me saying, well, maybe a few months later, maybe I'll just go back. I already know what to expect. You know, I just have to keep on keeping on and what I was doing just to keep safe. But no, no, I'm glad I, I stayed away. I'm glad I stayed away. And how long, how long have you been free out, Uh, out away from? 14 years. Okay. okay. Well, we'll be 14 years very soon. So yeah, so long enough. Yeah, not going back. So physically, physically free, but then we know the mental and emotional takes a while. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. And thankfully, I have a, a new partner who is understanding, doesn't completely understand the healing process because he's never had to deal with that before or been in that. But um, yeah, he's 
much better. <laughs> much better. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, this has been such a blessing. You've given us a lot of beautiful golden nuggets. I appreciate that. Well, thank you for having me. And yeah, any of you ladies that are hearing this are welcome to join us at Held and Healed. Christian women rebuilding after abuse. You do not have to be a Christian to join the group. Just understand that we are going to be talking about that faith. And so if that's something you can handle, then you're welcome to join us. Oh, well, thank you. And you can give her some love in the comments section. And oh, Leela, she is from India. She's joining us today. Hi, Miss Leela. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> All right. But if you want to go ahead and again, give her some love, you can find her website in the comments section. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you have a great and safe rest of your day. Mwah. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.